So I still don't understand how your dick ended up inside of the dog. I, it, I don't but, either. It oh, was... shit. Uh, Sean didn't tell me we're recording. Oh, uh, we're live. Fuck, Sean. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, secret. welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin <sighs> George, joined as always with the wonderful Kyle Price. Kyle, what's going on? I'm embarrassed now. I mean, now you guys found out about my dog fetish. It, he's, it happened. He's a vet. He's a vet. Not veteran. He's a veterinarian. So, you know, he's allowed to do those things, I think, legally. <sighs> Removal of penis from anus. Okay. All right. Not his first rodeo. Uh, anyway, welcome on into Talking About Balls. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of this today. Let's get right into it. You know what that is, Kyle? Uh, that's the- Houston Astros stealing signs because oh. they're a bunch of fucking cocksuckers. Yeah. And that's what they do. So the Houston Astros were, of course, caught stealing signs by using technology, cameras in center field. And then once they figured out the sign, they then had a guy speaking into what they haven't actually cracked all this case. But my assumption is that they had a guy talking into like a walkie talkie. Somebody had an earpiece in and he would relay what the call was. And if it was a breaking pitch, you would hear a guy in the dugout would bang up his hat, uh, his bat can. against something. Yeah. A helmet, <clears throat> a trash can, the wall, something to produce a knocking sound. And that is what would tip off the batter to a fastball or breaking pitch coming in. And now that people have caught on to that, there are a ton of videos with evidence that I couldn't believe like other people never you noticed. Watch, you watch all those videos? Oh, I watched a ton it's of crazy. them. I watched a ton. It's it's crazy. You see a guy batting and then you just go, no noise. Here comes a fastball. Then all of a sudden the next guy, the next pitch, you hear right before the pitcher's getting ready to pitch. And all of a sudden it's a breaking ball and the, and the, the batter knows what's coming. And it's so fucking crazy to think they were doing this and nobody fucking caught on. Was it, was, it two it was years they've been doing it? At least. <clears throat> which... Don't get me wrong, the 2018 Cleveland Indians were not going to the World Series. They weren't going to do anything anyway. Um, but the fact that we got swept by the Astros in the first round, he, Trevor Bauer called out Houston on tipping off pitches and, and doing some inappropriate things and calling them cheaters, essentially. And he got ridiculed mercilessly for it from a lot of people because they were just basically trying to claim that he's a sore loser, that he's a poor sport, this and that. And here now, we are. Now he's, now he's a savior. Here we are. Yeah. He fucking cracked the case. Detective Bauer on the case. He's no longer <laughs> an Indian, unfortunately, but he uh, he figured it out. So I think that's pretty fucked up. Now, why did it, why did it take so long for the uh, for MLB to get involved though? I think they kind of needed evidence um, that it was actually happening. Because I mean, you're allowed to steal signs. That's totally legal in baseball. Like if there's a guy at second base. But they just didn't know how they were tipping these signs to people. And I think now that like there's too much evidence to ignore, the MLB has to crack down on it. And that leads me to, what do you think Major League Baseball should do to Houston? You oh, know? should they give up the World Series title? That's what I'm saying. Do you just do you just <coughs> vacate that championship that year? I'm not saying I'm not saying give it to the Dodgers, but I mean you could vacate that title. No, there could be just an asterisk next to that yeah. season. Nobody won. Yeah, I mean they did it to. USC, teams. Reggie yeah, Bush. absolutely. Vacate it. That's what I think they should do. Vacate it. Uh, penalize them like $10 million, which will really hurt there. I know there's no payroll or no salary cap in baseball, which sucks, but they could at least hurt them. You know, if you if you find them $10, 15000000 million. They can't send that person in the offseason. $15 million yeah. they were going to spend on somebody, so that yeah. kind of hurts the owner's pockets a little bit. And I think you could penalize them with some draft picks. Like, I think baseball needs to come down hard on these fucking guys because that's – yeah, but are they going to, though? I mean, I, I guess I've really never seen the MLB have to deal with something like this. Now, if Roger Goodell was running the MLB, that team would be, be fucked. I mean, hey, it's would... not as drastic, <clears throat> or it's not as, as major of an issue, but 
They banned Pete Rose for life That's for true. gambling on a game. How, how are you going to tell the Astros, like, well, slap on the wrist for cheating your way to a championship? However, they could just say, well, look what the NFL did to the Patriots. Because the Patriots did the same fucking thing. They cheated. They got themselves yep. a championship out of it. And they got caught. And it was a slap on the wrist. What, four games someone said? Was it Brady is out for four games? No, that was a deflate game. Oh, that's right. That's I right. don't even remember what they're punished. I, I think, think it was, it was like a, a draft no, pick. No, it's a couple of draft, like, like late round draft picks. And like yeah, but when money. you're a good team, like that doesn't even matter. So it's like if they take yeah. away a couple draft picks from the Astros, not a real major well, I think, I think punishment. I, well, I think uh, not that's the second of Patriots, but I think they they traded that one year they lost draft picks. They traded people away and got the draft picks back anyways. Yeah, no, <laughs> Bill Belichick's a genius. I mean, yeah. he knows what he's doing. And... I just think the MLB needs to crack down on the Astros, more so because I am bitter because I'm an Indians fan. So the fact that they cheated and it cost my beloved Indians a chance to lose in the ALCS. Did Bauer call that out after that game, that series? I believe he called them out that year during the season, if I'm not mistaken. He had that's a hell what of a started, rivalry with them. That's what started that beef with Yeah, I, I believe forth. it was during yeah. that season, if I'm not mistaken. I, I could be wrong, but I rarely If I'm am. Trevor Bauer right now, I'm fucking lighting somebody up mm-hmm. with a bunch of I told you so's. Oh, here he is. Have you not seen his Twitter account? <clears throat> no, I haven't seen his Oh, Twitter if you account. get the chance when we're done, take a look at it. He has nonstop been posting videos of him pitching against the Astros, and you can hear the video of like the... And a guy just crushed one of his, I think it was Alex Bregman was batting and just fucking crushed a breaking pitch from Bauer as for a home run. And Bauer replayed that video and he 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 edited it to where when he turns to watch the ball sail out of the park, there's a, the emoji where it's like the questioning, like the hand on the chin, like the uh, pondering I'm, I'm face. I'm watching it right now, yeah. actually. He tweeted that video. It's pretty fucking funny. And then if you watch his face when he turns around, it turns into the, the emoji. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. So... Yeah, they, they got busted. 51,000 retweets on that so far. And there are so many other like MLB writers who are t- tweeting things about this. There's a guy... Has anyone to... from the uh, Astros come out and like said anything yet? I don't believe so. I mean... Ooh, their the... PR department is probably on fire right I'm now. I'm an idiot. I completely forgot how I realized they got caught. One of their ex-pitchers is the guy who who ratted them out for cheating. I don't know how I... That slipped my who mind their completely. their ex-pitcher? I forgot his name off the top of my head. Uh, look up the Twitter account. J O M B O Y. I think that's how you spell it. John Boy. G O J O M B O Y. Yep, I believe that's what it is. I think it's John Boy. And if I'm not mistaken, he uh, he he he's been tweeting a shit ton of these with like the videos where you can clearly hear the knocking and shit like that. Sorry. Right. No, no, you're good. It was it was very very detailed. But yeah, I, I don't know how that slipped my mind that one of their ex players is the one that ratted them out. But yes. Wow. So yeah, yeah, you can so, hear the clicking and yeah. the knocking and everything. That's and, crazy, dude. Yeah, they're fucked up. Why didn't the Indians think about that? Because <laughs> they're idiots. They're they're stu- they were So is busy. it because they have cameras in that stadium set up perfectly to allow this? Is that why they're able to get away with it? Or well, is I there mean, like some like random like apprentice like sitting in I the mean, back recording? I think it's a it's it's a it's an employee that's sitting there with binoculars because you have to have somebody that's ahead of it a little bit that's seeing it live because if you're watching on a tv feed it might have a delay so my guess is they have a guy in center field with binoculars and he's got some sort of walkie-talkie like microphone where he can relay to somebody in the dugout breaking ball fastball breaking ball fastball so they can quickly do the knock because it's instantaneous where you'll see the the catcher put the sign down the, the pitcher gets up for his wind up or like you know stands up getting ready to pitch and 
that's when you hear the knock. So it's really quick. It's got to be real time. There's somebody with microphones. Are they doing it every big... pitch, or are they just picking and choosing? Oh, every, I think it's every pitch. That's a tiring job, though. To sit yeah. there and then and think you're the dude that every play, every pitch you have to watch and like and like radio down what's coming. Did you look at that guy's Twitter account? Yeah, I was just scrolling through it. Dude. So if you look at a, there's a picture he posted. I forgot exactly what the stat was. A guy showed it to me at work, but it shows it's like a little chart, and this thing right here. Yeah, look at how the difference between the Astros and the next team. That's insanity. Difference Ks, 8%. Wow. Yeah. So they strike out less than any team in baseball because they have, they're have they getting all the pitches tipped to them. I'm glad to see the Indians are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 on the list of That's not bad. least strikeouts. That's Tigers number one. They got something going for them. Jeez, that is crazy. But yeah, the, the gap between the Astros and everybody else is insane. And now that actually makes a lot of sense of why why guys go there and they've they've had so much success lately. I'm not blaming it all on that. Don't get me wrong. They are a very, very talented team, top to bottom. But So yeah, I'm I mean, wondering that's, what's gonna come that's of this. Huge. Like, I mean, you're right. If someone doesn't come down with the iron fist, then you have to question I mean, the commissioner of baseball. Right. Like, what are you doing with your job? Because at this point, if you <clears throat> don't come down hard on them, that's what she said, then you 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 do look like a big pussy and like other teams are going to go all right well fuck you then we're going to find ways to cheat and then if we get caught you guys are going to do nothing to us right. because we'll just Slap say we're going to move on with yeah. your life yeah um wow. so yeah that was pretty exciting i mean that that was fucked up couldn't have come out at a better time i mean it worked out beautifully for this so now you have the broke yesterday. well now you have the entire off season for something and, and the the owners meetings are i think in december so they're coming oh. up next month so something tells me a lot of teams that, are going to be think pretty the owner pissed. of the new oh fuck yeah think so? i'm i'm sure that everybody in the organization was in on it so, and I, I almost feel like it's one of those things where you have to be because they were blatantly doing it when you're banging a, a bat and making that much noise. Everyone's going to hear it. So eventually, if there are people coming with questions, you can't say, oh, I didn't even notice or I had no idea they were doing it. You could be like, you come to every game, you sit here, you don't hear that, you never notice. No one once told you that was happening. Wow. They could play dumb, but I'm not going to buy any of it. That sucks. Every player in that team now is like part of that conspiracy. And yeah. like we all thought the Astros were like this amazing team put together by natural growth and farming and you know bringing in some big names and now the entire thing is just a fucking sham and that's what i said going into the into the playoffs i picked houston to win it all because i'm like that pitching is fucking incredible yeah they're they're well, they team top number one to number bottom. two in the cy young yeah i'm like top you to can't bottom, take away dominant. from the pitchers though i mean right no they're pitchers you can't take anything away from them because yeah there's no way to you're not to, tipping anybody to say hey don't swing at this pitch you know yeah that's just good good baseball <clears throat> um so yeah i thought that was pretty fucked up and, you know, again, like all the times the Patriots have gotten busted cheating, I really don't care because they never affected the Browns. But because the Astros were doing this against sure. the Indians, right away, enemy number one. I Absolutely. hate the Astros. The yeah, Astros are them. up there as one of my most hated teams now. Who's your top five? Of all time? All time hated teams. Ooh. I mean, obviously, Pittsburgh and Baltimore are one and two. Okay. Uh, three is Golden State. Uh, With good reason. Four. Four is probably the Red Sox. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fours, Red Sox, and five. I mean, five, I just got to say the field, because I have a handful that I just hate, like, at certain times. Like, yeah. I hate the Patriots. I hate the Astros now. I hate the White Sox, especially when they had Ozzie Guillen. Now I don't really care about the White Sox. <laughs> but when they had Ozzie Guillen, they can go fuck themselves. Uh, I hated the Tigers back when Miguel yeah. Cabrera was actually decent. Um, I, I I hold a grudge against, I, I did at least, against the Braves because of 95 the the marlins because of 97 i hate anybody that's ever beat a cleveland jose, team jose mesa because he fucked us yeah so so 
I would say five is kind of the field. I have a, I have a long list of teams that I, basically, if you're not a Cleveland team, I fucking don't like you. I hate I hate your team. Anything bad that happens to another team, I don't care. Doesn't hurt me one way or the other. I can so number one is less. Pittsburgh, and number two is Baltimore. Yes. Okay. Cannot stand them. And then number three is definitely Golden State. I will always hate that franchise as long as Steph Curry and Draymond Green are still there. Yeah. Did you see what Michael Jordan said about him the other week? No. Uh, he, called, he had an interview with Michael Jordan. He was talking about like the current you know players in the league. Oh, and, I think I did see that. And, and he came out and said that Steph Curry's not he worthy said, of Hall of Fame. Yeah, he said Steph Curry's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And then they interviewed Curry, of course, and something about his haters and sending shoes or whatever to haters. Like, well, I guess we've got to send some to MJ because he's the biggest hater of all right now. Like, get out of here, man. Like, Michael Jordan will literally wipe his ass with a fucking Steph Curry under armor shoe i think yeah. jordan's set in the shoe department yeah. Call if, me crazy. If, if the man if if the man wants to say that you're not worthy then you're probably not worthy yeah I'm, I, I'm, I trust michael jordan i'm sure he knows what's hall of fame worthy and what's not and hall i've of said fame it all worthy. along too and I, I know it may come off as kind of stupid but i have said the same thing kind of i'm like steph curry i think is very overrated don't get me wrong he's he's great but it's because of the way they let him play that he's they protect the superstars so he gets a ridiculous amount of fouls called on him um or for him i should say and his shooting for every like 10 threes that he makes, he airballs a handful yeah. in a game and like he really can kill momentum at certain times. And I think if it was just Steph Curry by himself, which don't get me wrong, I can't blame Steph Curry for having a great team around him. But without Kevin Durant, that team would not have been a dynasty. I've said that before. I meant that. Right. They should have, they wouldn't have beaten the Cavs in 15 if, if everybody didn't get hurt. They didn't beat us in 16. Then they had to go get Kevin Durant. So I don't consider them as great as they are. I think they're a product of everything they've done, which right. you can't take it away from them. But Steph Curry's going to the Hall of Fame. Well, Steph Curry's a product. Steph Curry's a product of what he what that team created for him. Like you said, I mean he he comes off a lot of screens set by really good players. Yep. He throws up a lot of junk. Let's just not lie about and, it. And, and, and we're in a day and age where it's like protecting the quarterback. But for basketball, you you can't breathe on a guy without getting a foul called. Right. So back in the day, Steph Curry wouldn't have been able to get all these beautiful screens and and, and be able to drive to the basket as easily as he can nowadays. If he right. was playing in Michael Jordan's era, which it's hard to. I understand that's a bad argument because nobody's. You can't go back in time, so the people that say that LeBron wouldn't dominate as much in the older era because of the physicality, I still think he would because of LeBron James's size. Yeah, guys weren't built like him back in the '80s and '90s. They just weren't. People weren't six eight. Well, they were. They were that big. They just didn't move that quick. Yeah, yeah. People, they weren't made like that. They didn't have the technology to get in the shape that they're in right now. Right. So it's apples to oranges, I think, but. You know, I kind of side with Michael Jordan. I won't say Steph Curry is not a Hall of Famer, but I will say I think he is one of the most overrated players, and it'll go down as in NBA history one of the most overrated players. He'll still get a gold jacket, I'm sure. Though. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. No question. Unfortunately. Uh, so that's a good segue. Speaking of basketball, the Cavs are actually pretty fucking fun to watch. I know I went into the season saying they had no shot at even a playoff spot, but uh, they're seventh you know, right rumors, now in the East. Rumors are flying that they they are big fans of the show and they listen after every practice. So I feel like everyone just keeps emailing us about the show. It's crazy. yeah, we got a we got a huge huge following coming right now. Mostly, you know, Cleveland sports teams. They want to hear the the truth. You could turn on the radio and you can listen to some bullshit guy yeah. talk about how oh well the Browns may have looked like shit on Sunday, but I have faith and I think this is great. And like they just have to eat shit and take it and act like they love it. We tell it like it is because yeah, they we don't get paid by any of these people. Not at all. I don't care if I did anyway. Unbiased opinion. You get the fucking truth because that's what people want to hear. You get where you are because you're fucking truthful. You don't get where you are in radio by being 
Ooh, well, we just love Cleveland, and I get it. They're two and bullshit right now, and we love them. <laughs> two and bullshit. Two and bullshit. Right That's the record. I like that. No, it's three it's and bullshit. Three and right bullshit. Now. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot about that bullshit win on Sunday. Hey, a win's a win, though. But yeah, so the Cavs are actually pretty decent. I know I, I, I shit on them a lot, and I thought that they would. The growing pains I, I thought would take a little bit longer. And I mean, they're still not there yet. Obviously, I still don't think they're going to win. I just didn't expect them to be this competitive, and the amount of hustle that they play with, which. In NBA standards, defense and hustle are what win you games, yeah. truthfully. And I didn't think the Cavs were going to perform like this. And lo and behold, they are. I mean, kudos to the coach. I mean, he's got them playing at a very high rate. Yeah. Can they sustain it all year? I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll see. I and mean, I mean, they, I, I think big changes are coming because there's heavy rumors that Kevin Love's in the trade block, which would be very upsetting for me because I love Kevin Love. Um, yeah, as depends I said on what before, they're looking to get out of it, though. I think anybody with a. Uh, a one, one year left on your contract, especially you are on the block. So I think Jordan Clarkson's going to go. I think Tristan Thompson's contract's coming to a close. I could see him getting traded. Are He's, we trying to get better players? Or are we trying to get draft picks? I would think a little bit of both. I think you want some talented players that are under decent contracts, and you want draft picks. Yeah, because a lot of the trades in the NBA when you're a bad team happen when you're trading away a player, you're acquiring another team's bad deal. That's that's a, that's a lot of the trades in the NBA, but by doing that, you usually get a really good draft pick out of it because you're taking on their shit contract. Could you imagine this team finishes seventh, eighth in the playoff race? They they play the first round, they lose, whatever. But by doing that, they've in the meantime they've cut all this fat of contracts. The Thomas, the the Love, the Clarkson. They get future draft picks they can build upon going into next year. Your team's a playoff team, and you have all these high draft picks coming in. I mean, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean that's that's all with Dylan Wild Wilder Wildler Wilder. Yeah, I always fuck his name up. Uh, Dylan Wilder hasn't played yet. He's still a couple of weeks away. They he's say he's a hell of a shooter too. Yeah, he is lights out sometimes from three. But he again, kind I'm not comparing him to Steph Curry, but he can also miss and miss terribly. But, but uh, we haven't had that kind of shooter in our team in a while. No, I mean since Kyle Korver, who was unfortunately didn't have his best legs while he was in Cleveland, which is a shame because Kyle Korver is another player that I loved. I know I kind of sound like a racist because my favorite players are white, but yeah, it's I, also more of a relatable I, thing. I noticed that about you. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's a relatable thing because I can watch. He's white. I can watch LeBron James, and I'm like, well, I can't do that. I'm white. I don't have that kind of athleticism. But I can watch a guy like Kevin Love, and I'm like, look at that up and under move. Us white <laughs> folks, I got that down to a science. So. <laughs> You know, a little bit of difference. Um, so, but, no, but to your point, though, yeah, the Cavs are fun to watch. And I know there are still people out there on that I'm seeing posted, oh, they fucking suck. Well, yeah, if your expectation of the Cavs this year is that you expected them to make the playoffs and be this winning team, then, yeah, I can sit there and say, yeah, you're right, they suck. But if your expectation was what I know my opinion was and what your opinion was, was maybe, what, 20 wins this year? Give or take, then then they're playing way above what we thought they'd be at right now. Right, and I'm excited. And uh, th- that's why what I, we have to choose from in sports wise in Cleveland right now, it's worth watching. I've reached a new point, not even that new. I mean, I've done it for a while, but I go in with the lowest of expectations for Cleveland sports teams. Uh, I wish I would have paid attention to my own advice when the Brown season started, because like an idiot, I, I I hook line and sinker. I bought into that, but we, other we all teams, did. We all did. I go in now, just going. You know, I don't expect much. So then anything nice that happens, I can go, oh, shit, what a pleasant surprise. And that's what I did with the Cavs. We talked about it before the season started. You had even said, you know, maybe seven or eight seed. Yeah. And I said, fuck, no, lottery team, probably yeah. going to be battling for the number one pick with the Knicks. 
And don't get me wrong, it's early. We've played like 10 games, so there's still a lot the of basketball play, to be played. And they, and they played Philadelphia last night, but they play without Al, Al Horford and someone else was out too. Yes, Ben Simmons was out Simmons too. Simmons played. Oh, did he play? I thought he was out. No, he was he was back. Horford was the only one out, but but still, yeah. So they had uh, almost a full squad. We lost only by one. We yeah. had a nice well, they comeback. They didn't we score were in the last like, couple bit. minutes. So yeah, like the last like, four minutes we didn't score. Uh, we played Boston last week to the wire. Which was impressive because Boston's and those are your two top teams right there in the East. Yeah, I think Boston's like eight and one right now or something yeah, like Philly that. Philly and Boston are your two yeah. top teams in the East. We right played now. them really well. Then we went and I, I get it, they're terrible, but we beat the fuck out of the Knicks. Like, dude, they're they're we beat they're them fans. like when LeBron was here, beat them that bad. Like, I think we won by like almost thirty. Like, that's impressive for this team that I thought would be kind of neck and neck with the Knicks in terms of being young and not yeah. that good. And we beat the shit out of them. So I mean, hats off. It's all it has to be beeline, right? I mean, yeah. Absolutely, the it's culture coaching. change he brought in. I mean, what he's coaching these kids. Yeah, and think about that's it. That's what he does. He seventy percent of the players. people he's are co- kids on this team. Yep. He's coaching young talent, and that's the, that's the people that he he speaks to. And I love it. I love the future for the Cavaliers. Um, don't get me wrong. I think we do need. I mean, like any team, it's not me being selfish. I think any NBA team is built this way, but we could use a superstar to come to this team well, and LeBron's really solidify back things. back in three years. You know that. Yeah. Well, him and his walker at that <laughs> point. Actually, right now, he is playing like a fucking beast. So yeah, he's playing one of the best seasons. If he can play, play half this well when he comes back, if he comes back to Cleveland, then we'll be in good shape with this current roster. But, uh, but yeah, so the Cavs are fun, and just wanted to give them a little praise right there. Uh, so as we talked about a little bit ago, we talked a little bit about uh, the Browns, how they did squeak out a win on Sunday against the... Of Buffalo Bills, and overall, it was an interesting week of football. We had, uh, I mean, our picks, picks wise, Kyle and I did fucking god awful. The Dolphins are one back to back games. Um, the Browns went 0 of 7 on the one yard line against the Bills, who the Bills don't get me wrong, they have a great defense, but 0 and 7 from the one. 0 for 7 is fucking pathetic. I cannot believe, like, I'm as they went 0 for 8 from the one. Yeah, technically, eight tries. The yeah, I mean, I. How many tries do you need to run the ball up the fucking middle? Like, I don't understand. Like, apparently nine. It was maybe actually. Was I, I can't even guarantee we would have gotten on the ninth. And how try. at the end of it do you not say, you know what? We've tried seven times. Let's just go ahead and get some points on the board right now. No, nope, let's try it again and see what happens. When you are in over your head, God damn! It shows when you're on the the highest stage, and that's unfortunately coming to fruition for Freddie Kitchens. He. Looks to be way in over his head. I loved him when they announced his hiring. I was so happy. Well, we all did. The offense looked amazing last year when he was running it. And I thought, well, nothing's changed. It's only going to get better now that he's a head coach. He has more power. Yeah. And it actually has gotten so much worse. This offense looks like it's completely different than last year. And I'm not here to break down X's and O's. That's boring for everybody. Right. But it, it our offense is truly built terribly for the players and, and personnel that we have. And the fact that they, as professionals, getting paid a lot of money to to come up with realizations and come up with game plans and things like that, they haven't seen that yet, and we're heading into week 11, is mind-boggling to you me. Know, I'm starting to believe all these rumors that we heard prior to be true. Like, who was it that said, um, oh, is the old offensive line, defensive line coach? What's the, the set hut guy? What's his name? Oh, the fat guy? Yeah. Bob Wiley, yeah, he, he was the O-line coach. He came out and said that it wasn't because of Kitchens that we did well last year. It was because of the um, the quarterback coach, whoever the name was. Um, uh, last year, fuck, who was our Sam Peasy, I think. 
Yeah, Ken Zampezi. They said it was because of him that we were running the plays we were running, we were playing as well as we were playing, and it was nothing to do with Freddie Kitchens. Which is funny because we we brought in a new quarterback coach this year, and it was Baker's ex-quarterback coach from Oklahoma. Off the top of my head, I don't remember his name. Right. Um, huh? No, I said it right. I oh, remember. I thought you said it. Um, so, yeah, so we brought in a new quarterback's coach, and, and everybody thought, well, this is going to be a, a blessing for Baker Mayfield. He won the Heisman. He was unstoppable at Oklahoma. And now you get him with him in the pros, and everybody has regressed. Yeah. Um, what does it say here? It doesn't even say. Okay. Um, but Larry Je- – no. I don't even know the name here. <laughs> That's all right. Lee was fired. It doesn't matter. Anyways, so um, – but yeah, no. That if you see these rumors that beforehand you just dismissed and said, you know, it, it can't be possible. I mean, this Freddie Kitchens knows what he's doing. He's like the the guru to Baker's ear. He's going to be able to do all these plays and these fancy trick plays and blah 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 blah. Now that everything's starting to fall out how it is, I, I'm starting to believe it. You know, maybe there's some truth to the fact that uh, this was nothing to do with Freddie Kitchens. He was just in the right moment at the right time, and he got this job just by pure luck, basically. Well, obviously there's no, that way. no skill behind it whatsoever. And did you see, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but the play last week when uh, they ended up, I think, calling a timeout or Baker called the timeout and then came to the sideline right before they threw the touchdown to Hollywood Higgins, like a lot of people are saying that that play was all called by Baker, the timeout was called by Baker because the, the play they're trying to run was bullshit um, prior to that touchdown. Like, I mean, that's rumor, of course, but you look back on it and the, the formation they were in before that timeout was called, it looked like it was a run play that was going to go nowhere. Yeah, and they called timeout, went to the sideline, they came back and changed the formation, and that's when the Hollywood t- the touchdown the Hollywood Higgins took place. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to act like, you know, told you so kind of thing with Higgins, because I mean that was his only catch of the day, so he wasn't a huge impact on Sunday. Yeah, but, but the fact that he was out there and able to catch the game winning touchdown is a huge trust that Baker has in him that we have we have truly been missing, and it's funny that. You know, Freddie made all those excuses and he didn't play Higgins because he was coming back from an injury, but he immediately, excuse me, he immediately was playing um, uh, Antonio Callaway. And then lo and behold, Antonio Callaway, the guy just can't get out of his own way. He, you saw, I'm sure, he was late to the game. He parked in the wrong parking lot, man. He parked in the wrong parking lot. He was late to the game on Sunday, so he got benched for the game. And again, this is after he has already been, while he's been in Cleveland, this is only a second season. He hasn't even had two full seasons. He has been pulled over by the police for speeding <coughs> without a license with marijuana in his car. Not his marijuana. Yeah, it wasn't his though. He said he, he, he let somebody borrow the car. If you ever watch cops, that's what they all fucking say. Everybody says that. That's what I say all the time. Not and mine. then he... It's not my cocaine. He fails a drug test in the off season. Well, sp- suspended for four wasn't games. Wasn't his drugs. It was somebody yeah, else's. no, it was somebody else's piss and in his piss test. And then he comes back, plays for a couple of weeks. Shitty. Plays like shit. Sounds like a player we used to have on his team. Who? Yeah, except that other guy was way more talented. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he's still in the league. If Antonio Callaway gets cut, there's a good chance he's going to be like Charles Rogers and he'll be dead by 30-something. Ooh. Like, I got that mixed in there. I like how you mix that in. We were going to play How Did He Die with Charles Rogers, but because of his life, we should play How Did It Take So Long to Die for (laughs) Charles Rogers. (laughs) Dead at 38, gone way too late. Yeah, gone at 38, did not expect him to see 35. Um, may he rest in peace. But yeah, Charles Rogers was a fuck up. I mean, I remember they took him second Such overall. Such high talent, man. I thought and, he was, I mean... We thought that that receiving core was going to be fucking stacked. It should have been. I mean, they all they did was draft fucking wide receivers in like Detroit. five None years of in them. a row. Yeah, Charles, uh, Calvin Johnson, the only one that actually mattered. Yeah, and he retired soon because they fucked his career up. Because he wanted to smoke weed. Yeah, <laughs> more power to him. So... 
Yeah, sorry, got a little sidetracked there, but anytime I can talk about death, it, it's funny. Death and weed, it's like they go hand in hand. 100%. Uh, which sounds like the end of Antonio Calloway's life at this rate. Boom. Death and weed. It's going to be the chapter, or it's going to be the title of his memoir. Um, so, yeah, so Antonio Calloway gets benched. Higgins comes in. Baker hits him for a touchdown. Baker's been playing well. However, Nine, he's had no interceptions in the last two games. Correct. His quarterback rating is, I think, a, close to 100, and like, I think 90-something. Yeah, something like that. Um, he did take a safety on Sunday, which was on him. Yeah. He was afraid to pull the trigger, which I understand. But when you're in your own end zone, you have that quick read. Fucking if get it's rid not of it. there, throw it in the fucking dirt by yeah. his feet. But you have to get rid of the ball. You Absolutely. can't take a safety. So Baker Absolutely. took a safety, which, you know, I won't fault him for that. That's going to happen every once in a while. I'm okay with that. Um, but he hasn't turned the ball over. There hasn't been any bad passes. His quarterback rating's there. I mean, there have touchdowns. been a couple bad passes. There were a couple dropped interceptions on Sunday. Let's let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. So I there's a lot of people that only want to show his stats and go, ooh, well, who's talking shit now? And that's why I bring that up. Of He threw two really bad passes that could have been intercepted. They just dropped them, so he got lucky. He took the safety. And the way he's playing right now... He aired it out a couple times, but overall, he's playing game management quarterback opposed to franchise quarterback. Maybe I'm selfish. Maybe I'm I'm over. Uh, I'm expecting too much, but I want my franchise quarterback to go out there and look like Patrick Mahomes, look like Aaron Rodgers. Unfortunately, I hate to don't run like him, but look like Lamar Jackson, who's playing like an MVP right now. That spin, like, that spin movie pulled off on Sunday was ridiculous. It is, but it isn't. Because, again, he did it against guys that are going to be bagging groceries in a couple of months because it was against the Bengals. So hit take that, it with a grain of salt. Hit that B button and whoop right yeah. around him. But, but yeah, so, like, I, I just, I don't know, call me crazy, but I want my franchise quarterback to play like a franchise MVP quarterback. I want him to look like Russell Wilson. You know, you got a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, which that Monday night game was fucking incredible. Seahawks, San Francisco. It Probably was one of the better games I've seen in a while. Incredible game. Truthfully, I stayed up for the whole thing. I regretted it when I woke up the next morning, but awesome game. But if you watch Jimmy Garoppolo, that's a game manager. He's not a great quarterback, in my opinion. He does just enough to keep you in the game. Doesn't turn it over too often, although at the end of the game, before they they got their game-tying field goal, he had two balls that hit... Uh, Seattle players in the fucking hands, two linebackers. They just dropped them. So that game could have been ended a little earlier, which would have been nice for me to get some sleep. But, uh, but yeah, so Jimmy Garoppolo I'm not impressed with. I understand they have the best record in football. Well, well they're tied now with the Patriots for the best record. Well, clearly you can be a game manager and have a good record, though. Right, and that's the, that, that's the thing, though, is you can get to, like, it's, it's the Alex Smith syndrome. Alex Smith was a great game-managing quarterback, got the Chiefs to the playoffs, but when they got to the playoffs, they, didn't they never won because defenses go, okay, we're going to stack the box. We know how you guys play. Beat us. And the same thing kind of happened last year, too, with Lamar Jackson was a game-managing quarterback. They go to the playoffs. During the season, everyone's like, holy shit, this guy's the next coming of you know the greatest Michael quarterback Vick, of yeah. all time. Yeah, he's better than Michael Vick, this and that. Go to the playoffs, San Diego Chargers, NFL defense, buckled down, shut him the fuck down. Well, someone That's put a how stat, you do it. Someone put a stat line out of, on, on, on Lamar. Of the teams he's played really well against, obviously Miami, uh, you know Cincinnati, some of these teams that he's done really well against, his stat line's phenomenal. But his stats against the true players, the Seattle's, the New England's, even though they've won those games, his stats are not very, yeah. not great. I mean, they're good, but they're not great. Right. So I mean, it's it's kind of a fudged record almost. Yeah. With his stat line, I will I will die on this stake if you will of i don't believe the lamar jackson hype i do think he is a couple runs away 
from he's going to take a hit and he's going to blow his knee out and he's going to be RG3 reincarnated. I don't think he's a very good passing quarterback, and I don't think he has the intangibles and the skill set to just stay in the pocket. He has to run, and eventually his legs are going to fail on him, and you're going to have to see his real talent. I think that is going to be the RG3 type syndrome. I just don't think Lamar Jackson's that good of a quarterback. Um, so don't get me wrong. I know he looks great right now, but you know nothing gold can stay. I, I know a guy named Peyton Hillis who had a pretty goddamn good year, and when teams figured him out and the truth was revealed, it was it got ugly. It got ugly quick. I mean, let's. I mean, the Browns are one and zero against him this year, so that's all that matters. Right, and he looked like shit pretty much against the Browns, which is I never thought I would say that because the Browns have looked more shitty than anybody. Um, but yeah, so week nine was a or ten. I'm sorry, was a pretty good week. The Browns did get a victory, albeit unimpressive in my opinion. I get it. You were playing the Bills, who at the time were six and two. Uh, unexpectedly very good football team. Um, but the Browns did just enough to get the home win. Uh, could have won by more. I get it. I'm being selfish. I'm being greedy because we should have won that game by, you know, double digits almost. Well, what do you think about, okay, Kareem Hunt's first game back? Yeah. I thought he looked good. Looked really good. Looked I thought fresh. I thought where they used him and how they were using him was good too. Um, I mean, I, fuck, dude. I mean, we. I think I texted you and you texted back and said, you know, there's a fullback for you right there. Yeah, he's, he, he's playing fullback. He and- put himself out there and blocked, made some really good blocks for Chubb. He was right there right when Chubb hit the ground, helping him up, you know. And that puts fear in defense. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. Because you line him up at fullback in an eye formation or whatever. You could do, a you know, a split back, anything. Defenses don't know who you're going to give the ball to, and both of those players are equally as talented, and defenses are getting fucking worried about that. Kareem Hunt is obviously the better pass catcher um, than Nick Chubb. Yeah, I thought they used him perfectly out of the back. I think they did too. Some of those plays that they were trying to pull off, and I know another week under the belt of training or four days or three days of of practice is going to give them a little more formations to use now too. I think him – my and this is me and and maybe a Madden player because I'm not a head coach obviously, but – you have you have Hunt and you have Chubb. You split back them, or you you do a uh, oh my God, you, 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 you put the split back back there, or you come back and you, you stand back there in a shotgun position, both on each side of you, and you do like a cross pattern, or you do almost like an option run. Both go to the left side, yeah. or a cross, or someone sets like a pick for somebody else. I mean, dude, that's that's crazy. I mean, you get one of those in the open field, you're not catching them. No, Chubb and or Hunt. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. But there was a stat that I saw on Twitter the other day, and again, I'm going to butcher the stat because I don't remember it, but it was something along the lines of when Nick Chubb ran with Kareem Hunt blocking for him or like in front of him, I think it was like seven carries for like 80 yards or something like that. Like he the numbers were massive. The numbers were incredible. Maybe it wasn't that exactly. Again, I don't remember the numbers offhand, but it was very, very good. Excuse me, hiccups. Um, and then total yardage-wise, it was like when Kareem Hunt was on the field with Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb had like a hundred something yards, which is funny because when we went 0 for seven or 0 for eight, whatever on the goal line, Ch- uh, Hunt wasn't out there. Nope, not for one of them. You can't think of one play that you could utilize him. No, spread right. him out wide, bring him in the middle, have him block. Just for try Chubb. to confuse the defense so right. they're not stacking the middle because they they fucking read our playbook like a book. I think I think he had the I think I saw Freddie had the playbook flip backwards. He can't so even they were, they they were even seeing read. they were seeing the plays that they're trying to run. So he was just trying to learn how to execute. That's all he talks about. <laughs> execute. We just gotta execute. God, I swear to God, it's like, like Freddie Jimmy Haslam is close to executing you, Freddie, so you need to fucking figure some shit out. He loses he loses Thursday. Someone's calling I mean, I don't know. Something needs to change. Speaking of Thursday, yeah. I didn't want to get into it this early, but we, we, we can. We'll only talk about the Browns in, in our in our preview here. 
Uh, just before I forget, did you see that picture I posted on our Facebook page? Oh, the dog thing? I'm not even, that's not a joke. The Browns are literally giving those fucking dog nose things out to fans. Well, I know Do you know pe- how stupid people are going to look if they put that on their I face? I know two I'm people go into the game, and I hope to fucking God they wear them. Uh, Mike and Chip are both going. Are they really? Yeah, so I hope to fucking God that one of them wears it. I mean, as I told Chipper, I'm like, they're just going to be frozen to people's faces. Well, Chipper's a Steelers fan, so he's not going to wear the dog mask. Although, he might use it as a butt plug because he's a Steelers fan. Um, but, but yeah, I was joking with him, and I'm like, dude, it's so fucking cold. People are going to be snotting, have snot running down their nose. It's going <laughs> to stick the fucking, the, the mask is going to freeze to their face. But it just overall, the thing looks really stupid. Yeah, our marketing it's, department needs help. It's like, embarrassing. On. We're on national television. It's a Thursday night game. The whole world's watching. We're gonna get blown the fuck out. And, and the yeah, we're gonna remember. We're gonna lose by thirty, and they're gonna show people in the crowd with paper bags in their heads with the fucking dog nose over top of it or something like that's that. That's a great fucking idea. Right. It, it, like that's the problem though. Social media is ruthless. <laughs> they are gonna rip these fucking fans a new asshole after they look. We better. Like we better win. TV. We better win. There's gonna be so many drunk dipshits yelling and cheering with those dog masks on in the beginning of the game then they're going to show back to them in the fourth quarter when we're down by 30 and those fans are going to be sitting with their hands head in their hands but they're going to still have that fucking dog mask on yep because they can't move remove it it's going to be so stupid i just think it's a horrible decision for them to give those out for a nationally televised game give something cooler more intimidating something the fans can hold up to kind of like show on tv not a fucking dog nose how stupid what would you give them to to show though i mean i mean if you look on my bar obviously this is a radio show so you can't see it other people but if kyle looks i have that browns flag oh yeah sure they handed those out at a game last year that's how i got that somebody gave it to me that's somebody it actually has holes on the inside so people could hold it open so they could like show their support that would look cool on national television. Right. Not these fucking dog noses where everybody just looks like they're fucking idiots. It's such a... St- I'm, I'm pissed about this <laughs> idea. I am so fucking well, mad about it. when you post something on our Facebook page, I know you feel really strong about I, it. I do. I do. I, I, don't, I don't take those posts lightly. And I was fucking pissed when I saw that. I My tweeted God. at the Browns first. Then I screenshot the fucking tweet. And I'm like, this is going on our page. I'm pissed. I'm letting wow. them know how mad I am. Now I kind of want to get one of those so you have it to put up on your bar here. Yeah. It, it looks... It's probably great... For starting a fire <laughs> god damn i'm so fucking mad that they're giving those out because i it just makes me now i just know we're gonna lose the game and they're gonna show people in the crowd with those fucking things i'm gonna have to look at memes for the next w- 10 days because we're playing on fucking thursday only if we will lose though if we win we don't see anything we don't hear anything and it's it's in the past well at three and six what are the odds we're winning i don't know we're, we're, we're playing against one of the best defenses in the league right we really now, are which is interesting to me how going they up against out. how poor our offense has been playing going up against a great so defense does baker take bit. chances on thursday being a primetime game does he just manage a game how many so far how in many, inter- how many interceptions terrible. how many interceptions does he have tomorrow We'll get to that in a little bit. I don't want to jump the gun. Oh, okay. we'll, we'll get Sorry, to the game in a little bit. Uh, so now that we didn't recap this a couple weeks ago because we just ran out of time. But I did want to talk about week nine with uh, the Browns game. After we lost to Denver, people were going crazy on Twitter, tweeting at the players, <laughs> talking shit. Uh, one of which was a local guy, Dustin Fox. I think we talked about it a little bit. Oh, we, we made fun of Dustin Yeah, we made week. fun of Dustin. We didn't go into any detail about why. So for those of you that don't know, most of you probably should at this point. But... Uh, Dustin Fox was an ex-Buckeye player. He was a, a quote-unquote NFL player, if you will. <clears throat> he was drafted. He could never stay healthy. He bounced around from a couple teams. He never you know, did anything in the NFL. But I'm not knocking him. More power to him. The guy got to go to the NFL, so that's awesome. But, uh, but anyway, so he wasn't that good. Fast forward a few years. He gets a job with a local radio station here in Cleveland. He's on the radio doing a show. 
and he's kind of a big deal on on that station, which I don't listen to the show myself. I'm not a fan. Again, I, I, I can't be more honest with you people when I say I'm not trying to sound like I'm bitter because I do a show, but I really don't enjoy local sports talk anymore. They're just too fucking cliche, and they walk on eggshells, and I'll just use their names because I don't give a shit. Uh, I love Ken Carmen. Ken Carmen used to host the night show on 92.3 here in Cleveland, and it was awesome because the later the show, the more, like, or the, the less restrictions, I guess, uh, he had. And that show was awesome. I used to work second shift every once in a while, and my favorite thing was to listen to Ken Carmen, and then I would drive home, and at the same time, on every show, he'd play the same song, uh, and I knew that that meant the show was coming to an end, but it was always fucking hilarious. It was good. It was it was great. And he got moved to the mornings, and the show is still good, except I can't stand his co-host, Anthony Lima. I really can't stand the guy. I don't like his takes he's the worst fucking host ever and that's my problem i hope i hope they listen to this show one time and anthony lima gets so pissed off he wants to come on the show and just debate us yeah because that would rip him up one side down he's strictly a fucking he he only wants publicity he's the kind of guy that like oh if you take a picture of him at a sporting event oh he's gonna retweet it and make jokes he loves being the spotlight but i just don't like local sports talk because it seems like each show has too much of a uh an agenda okay you're going to be the good guy on this topic. You're going yep. to be the bad guy. And then they just have to argue. It's the same. It's rinse and repeat. It does feel like Ken's kind of uh, pigeonholed into uh, yeah. this, uh, I'm saying, when I say clown, but uh, puppet lately. Yeah. He's not the same person. He, nope. He, he tries to be on Twitter. And like, it's, it's not his fault because 92.3 and the Browns are affiliates. Yes. So they can't be too harsh on the Browns. So I understand that. But when it comes down to him and Lima like debating things – it, it almost sounds like you can tell, like, okay, Lima said in advance, I'm going to take this stand on it, yeah. and we're going to debate that. And, I mean, I get it. They have to fill four hours a day talking well, on the I radio I feel like together. Lima purposely takes the other side because he feels he needs to be that person. Yes, they need, a, they need a good guy, a good cop, bad cop kind of thing. Whereas you and I will literally just have a topic. We might talk about it briefly, and then I'll say, save it for air. And sometimes we agree on things, other times we don't. But yeah. I love that it's just we have a natural chemistry of – Okay, here's a topic. Let's, Let's go. Yeah, here's Not, our opinions. Our opinions might be the same. You know? Yeah, exactly. And that still makes decent radio because then you can agree on things and you can I can bring to light something maybe you didn't think of and vice versa. Right. Instead of, okay, well, we have to start. We, we wasted two hours before we even recorded because we had production meetings to talk about what we're going to say. Right. I literally, five minutes before we go live... I write down our ideas and I say, did I forget anything? If we think of anything, we'll write it down, but let's go. And we start. That's how we yeah. do our show, which, I mean, I get it. We're not professionals, so maybe we would do it we differently. We are absolutely we... professionals. Yeah. This I is mean, 100% a professional outing right I don't now. consider us a professional until we get paid, so oh, we're not professionals true. yet. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so like anything on local radio, it's just so back and forth, good guy, bad guy, um, very PC, which I understand. They're up against the FCC. They, yeah, they're but you not allowed to you swear. You don't see that. You don't hear that in the in the mid morning show or the afternoon show, though. No, I mean with well the midday show with Baskin and Phelps, they are like the. It, they're, I, the old, I like they're them. like the old man. Team. I like them. Like, yeah, it's like you're listening to sports talk at a nursing home. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of times. <laughs> there's one guy on the show. I don't know who he is. He's a he's a behind the scenes guy, but he gets a little bit of airtime. I don't know his name. I don't listen enough to know it. Um, is it the guy that does the news dumps might be no no not jeff thomas i love jeff thomas um but but there's another guy that like andy baskin will make some comment that's like not even pg-13 rated and the other guy will be like what's our motto don't get fired or something like that like it's kind (laughs) of funny in certain situations but there's other times where like 
even even Baskin will like bitch back at the guy and be like, um, that wasn't even close to like being bad or anything like that. And this guy's like, what's our motto? Don't get fired or something stupid like that. It's like if you're if you're that afraid of like speaking your mind, I get it. You're on you're on radio. You can't say like swear words and anything. Yeah, there there used to be people on that show that that channel that did speak their mind and they're no longer there. Yeah, and that's a problem. I think that's a shame. Yeah, I love free speech. It's and that's why I wanted to do a podcast. Yeah, I, sure. I only listen to serious radio, and I, I do my own podcast because I want to hear people speak their fucking mind. I want your real opinion. I don't want to listen to some bullshit, like, scripted show. Um, so that leads us into Bull and Fox. Bull is a fat New Yorker who is a Bengal fan and a Chicago Cubs fan, and he was hired in to do Cleveland Sports Talk. So tell me how that makes any fucking sense. It doesn't. It's like you've had to force him to enjoy Cleveland sports. Like he literally tries to talk about the Bengals all the time, and I find that very annoying. I'm he's, a Cle- he's very defensive and sensitive too. Yep. Like he cannot take a call that's counter. Uh, yeah. If you don't agree with him, he'll just he'll argue and he'll hang up on he'll you before up on you can you. Like Absolutely. debate. He doesn't want to. He doesn't be called out for it either. He yeah. wants he wants you to say what you have to say, then he'll he hangs talk up over and moves you. On. Talk over you, yep. and then proceed to keep talking until he hangs up on you, and then he moves on to the next caller. That's so, just how it is. That show, unfortunately, you know, no, no ill will or bad blood towards them. I'm just, I'm, a, I'm an opinionated person, and I, I speak the truth. I don't like that show. I don't listen to it. Um, but so, so Dustin Fox is an active Twitter user. During the Browns game, Jermaine Whitehead, Browns I've got, I've got the quotes, by the way. I've got the tweets ready to read. Okay, perfect. Um, so during the game, he tweeted something about. Whitehead's missed tackles. Yeah, he's, uh, he basically said Whitehead's effort tackling today is a joke. Hashtag Browns. Yeah, which, completely fair. I'm okay with that tweet, 100%. Yeah, he, he missed a fucking huge tackle there. So yep. uh, Then Jermaine Whitehead, after the game, proceeded to respond with, and I quote, Come get it in blood, bitch. Made-ass little boy. I'm out here with a broke hand. Don't get smoked, fuck-ass cracker. Yep. So, not only did he send that one to Dustin Fox, he sent multiple other... Yeah, you know, so here's the other three. And yeah, come here, get this blood and here's heat the other blah, three blah. he threw out there. Someone, someone with the name of does James Jermaine Whitehead still play? Which I thought was creative. Um, <laughs> wrote something, something like "Yep" or something, and then he wrote back and says, "I'm gonna kill you, bitch." That's on blood. Another person named Brian, whatever. Uh, no, Jermaine Whitehead said, "Only if I if you stood ten feet from me when you tweet that bullshit." Um, and he wrote back, says, "Give me a time and place you suck." Jermaine Whitehead gave him the address to the training facility, and then called him a cracker. Uh, it was actually the wrong address. Yeah, I don't think he knows. Where if he you knew that, if, if nobody else mentioned that, this is not a joke. He tweeted the address of the Browns training facility, but he gave the wrong address. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, right. And, it's probably because of his broken hand. That's that's his excuse. And then someone else said, "I just just saw two for 110 yards and a touchdown." You suck, fuck boy. Uh, Jermaine Whitehead responded, don't get shot at, little bitch. Can you whoop my ass? Fuck football. Let me know when you need the address. And this guy replied back and said, you'd probably miss me anyways. <laughs> not wrong. Not but wrong anyway, so that was the four tweets that quickly got him removed from the Twitterverse. So, yeah, so Jermaine Whitehead got he got his account uh, blocked so on Twitter. So quick, too. By Twitter. or deleted, whatever the term so is. So quick. Yeah, they deleted his account uh, Yeah, within like an hour. Thank God for screenshotting. Is there like a nine one one you call for Twitter just to get someone deleted? I think they have a guy working there that any any type of derogatory word automatically files to them and crackers. I heard top of the list. So my tweets about saltine crackers. Hashtag White Lives Matter. Ugh, yeah, they be careful. Clearly don't be careful if you ever tweet the word cracker. It better be in the right context or else you're fucking out of there. Cracker soup. I don't know. Soup and cracker could be if cannibals would eat white people, they could call it cracker soup. You, you don't say know. Campbells or cannibals? Both. Campbell okay. soup might be making a, a 
a cracker soup that we don't know about that could be made with real crackers. A cracker soup actually sounds amazing. It, it's really, probably very really doesn't pri- to me. It's because probably a very privileged soup. It's just soggy and stale. And what is that an insult to us white people? <laughs> yeah, very much so. We're all soggy and stale. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he got he got his account deleted really quickly off Twitter, and then because of that tweet to Dustin Fox. Where he like you know key, keyboard tough guy said come get this blood or whatever come get this smoke whatever the fuck he said. Dustin Fox then missed two days of work afterwards and then stayed off social media, as if his wife got fucking raped in front of him. He needed time to process it and then he comes back on Twitter a couple days later and is like, "I'm okay, everybody. Thanks for the kind words. I'll be back this afternoon." Now, meanwhile, I again I don't listen to that show. I don't like it. I wanted to hear what he had to say about it Tuesday or Monday Monday afternoon. So I turned the show on, and, I, and all of a sudden it took me to like the first commercial break. I'm like, "Oh shit, that guy's not even there." So I turned it off. I didn't listen anymore. And then he tweeted that he was back, and I realized this fucking pussy took two days off work because he's pretending to be threatened. And I, I saw a couple people tweet or, or comment on Facebook about it, and they had said, you know, before everybody rags on Dustin Fox, maybe. It was his employer's decision. 92.3 The Fan told him to take two days off, you know, for like a mental health kind of thing. I don't believe that because I look at it as I turned in, I tuned into the show as a non-normal listener specifically just to hear him talk about that. And I feel like I wasn't alone. I feel like a lot of people were probably interested in what he was going to have to say about it. And he wasn't on the air. And I can't imagine a radio station whose sole purpose is to get listeners, is to gain a viewership, if you will, you know, listeners, whatever. And they would tell a guy who everyone wants to hear to not come on the air. Call me crazy, but I don't think they would do that in an entertainment industry. Uh, like, if something major happened with the Browns, I would text Kyle immediately and say, like, holy shit, come over. We're doing an episode, like, immediately. Like, you have to hit, you have to strike while the, while the iron is hot. Because, again, I wanted to see what Dustin Fox had to say Monday. When he tweeted he was back on Wednesday, I didn't even turn the show on. I don't fucking care at that point. I'm trying to load up a story right now that actually goes into detail as to why he missed two days. Um, and I'm not it's, – it's not seeing anything directly, but um, I, I think it pretty much just explains that he was told to take two days off um, from the from 92.3 The Fan. Um yeah, it's, it's, it's wait. So he he's saying that the, the station told him yeah. to take off, which I just I don't know. I really find that hard to believe. Oh, hold on, here it goes. Hold on, let me get the quote here. Sorry. Um, it says I didn't think anything of it at the time. Fox said regarding what the I'm just going to read verbatim here. Sorry. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Fox said regarding the threatening tweets he received from Whitehead. He goes he goes on to say, and then things started to settle in. And when you have a family, you have to take things serious, and that's what I did. So, okay, so he's really leading into he took off because of these tweets. I was I was overwhelmed by it. <laughs> I already have issues with anxiety. I was shook by it, frankly, and you have to worry about your family. Probably nothing was going to happen, but you have to take these things seriously. Fox also noted that he feels bad about the incident that led to Whitehead losing his job with the Browns. Whitehead posted an angry apology on Instagram for his threatening and profanely laced Twitter tirade from Sunday. Um, He then went on to say something Whitehead said too. But basically, there you go. He took off because he was afraid and he suffers from anxiety and he thinks that that he just wasn't in the right place of mind to go back to work. Yeah, so he he literally now say this out loud. 
and and uh, try to say with a straight face. Okay. He took two days off of work because yes. he was afraid an a, NFL player yes. was going to hunt him down and kill him. Yes. Last I checked, Jermaine Whitehead is not Aaron Hernandez and he's not OJ Simpson. Those are the only two people I'd be worried about hunting me down and killing me. Nobody else. Uh, um, Ray Ray Lewis. He didn't hunt people down and kill them. He killed them and then hid all his clothes. Different circumstances. <laughs> he, he he killed he killed people and hid the evidence and then got away with it all. So now that we know the fact, the, the fact of the matter is he took off because he was afraid. Right, which is what, what I thought in, what, in the first what place. What is your opinion of uh, Dustin Fox? Oh, I'll never listen to that show again. And every time I see him, like it was hard for me all week to not tweet at him because he was tweeting some things about the Browns that people were retweeting in my timeline, and he was talking shit about them on Sunday against the Bills even. And I wanted to tweet at him and be like, dude, watch what you say. Like, I'd hate to have you miss a couple more days of work. <laughs> it took a lot out of me to not start shit with him, but it's because I was so just, I was in, into the game. I didn't care about making fun of him, even though I should have. Because watch it. He might retweet, retweet that. And, uh, you know, I hope he takes what I'm saying uh, and gets nervous and doesn't ever want, he just deletes his I Twitter account. I feel like we should, when, this. We post this when we post this uh, podcast online, we should at Dustin Fox. I don't, I don't want to hurt his feelings. He's obviously a sensitive little guy, so I'd. I'd hate, like I said, I don't want him to have to miss more work. He's got a family to think about. It's true. I don't he's know if he's he got to put food on the table. Yeah, yeah he's got to put food on the table and, and Teflon around the doors or whatever. He's got to put bulletproof the house. Yeah, dude, up. this is. I mean, honestly, I, I don't. I don't suffer from anxiety. I don't understand. You know, I, I can't. Whatever, but it's fucking Twitter, dude. Right. It's someone put typed on on a, on if, a social if he was media podcast. In the tunnel, and Jermaine Whitehead pushed him against a wall and said, I'm going to fucking kill you. Okay, that's like an actual threat. Sure. A guy tweeting at you, you're literally going to miss two days of work for a fucking tweet? Right. What? This is society we live in nowadays. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where you get the internet bullies from. You know, I always I always sit there, and, and, and not to get into like a whole like personal thing, but, you know, I, I see these things that I read stories about, about these kids who are bullied online. Yeah. Fucking walk away. Yeah. Delete, Delete your block, accounts. They move. Can't, they can't move they, on. They can't tweet you harassing things yeah. if you don't have Twitter. And I get it. That's shitty. People are going to say, well, everyone deserves to have the same things. No, they don't. Everybody's no. not meant for everything. Absolutely. If you go to, a, I hate to say it, but if you go to like a, a fucking rec center to play basketball and there's a kid in a wheelchair, are you going to pick him to be on your fucking team? No, because he can't fucking walk or run. Wheelie, I don't want him on my team. Wheelie, wheelie, legs, no he's, feelie. Yeah, he's not meant to play basketball. Some people are just not meant to do everything else. And in one of my favorite comedians, Louis C.K., well, he is my favorite, favorite uh, comedian, I think he's the one who, he had some joke about, like, uh, talking about how people say, like, oh, there's somebody out there for everybody. And he's like, fuck no, there's no, there's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> Then you fuck that guy over there that nobody wants to touch if you're such a nice person. There are person. some people destined for the Some people life. are just going to die alone, and that's a sad fact. Yeah. And that's the shame of the world, but that's the truth. Not everybody is meant or entitled to the same things that everybody else has. That's what makes life so exciting. If you and I did the same exact things, had the same exact lives, it would be boring as fuck. Yeah, because what would we talk about? Yeah, we would just be like, oh, what'd you do today? I worked at the same place you did. Oh, that's cool. So what else did you do? I went home and we watched the same show that we each watched. Cool. All right. Yeah, that's good, great. Good talk. Let's that's, never yeah, do that again. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, that's why I love life so much because it's so different. Everybody's lives are different. Everyone's seeing things through a different lens, your, you know, your eyes. And that's just how it should be. If Dustin Fox is such a little bitch that a football player is going to threaten him on Twitter, didn't even really threaten him. The guy was just pissed. He went on a rant. I didn't. I mean, I wonder. I wonder if when he you played want to call football, that a threat. When Dustin played football, that people just talked really nice to him. 
Yes, I, I bet. Excuse me, sir. I'm going everybody to. Everybody was so I'm going kind. to kindly block you so yeah. you don't tackle my if player. If somebody beat him on a play, I bet they got up and said, "Hey, that was a great effort, buddy. Good effort. Yeah, Good you effort. tried so little, hard. Little ass. Here's you your really participation tried. award today. Yeah, here you go. Here, take a take a breather. You want me to call a timeout for you? I'm sure Jim Trestle back in the day when he played at Ohio State said, oh, at least you tried there, Dustin. Way, way to try. There's a clip that they used to play on that show. I don't know if they still they do. They still do. The Dustin, the, the Fox. Fox. Steady. Yeah, steady. Yeah, that's funny yeah. to me because it's so true. Like you just want a guy that's just – he's just a body out there on the field. Fox, steady. That's all I could yeah, say because yeah. he was never good. How he got drafted in like I think the third round or whatever is beyond me. Because he but played again, on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah. They won a championship. Again, more His power, name was out there. More power to him. I won't knock him for being a, a, a pro football player. But, you know, that's my issue when, when radio stations, because there's another guy on, on, on the AM station who I don't even know if he's still there. I haven't listened to that station in years. But LaCharl, uh, not LaCharles Bentley, Gerard Cherry, he, uh, he played in the NFL. He played on the Patriots. He has a couple Super Bowl rings, I Gerard think. Gerard Cherry, he does the weekends, I think. Oh, he does? Okay, so they moved him around a little yeah. bit. But he is one of the worst radio people I've ever heard in my fucking life. He had no ties to Cleveland. Who's the guy that does the barber shop? I don't know if I don't even know what that is. Oh, okay. So this guy on Sunday, so I have to change the subject when you're going on a thing. But a guy on Sunday morning does a barbershop um, on 92.3 The Fan. Oh, I've I, never I, heard I honestly, of it. I think he actually is, uh, uh, let's see here, G. Bush. No idea who that is. Dude's actually really fucking good. Um, he he has like the whole... Th- like, George Bush? No, yeah, right, oh. G. Bush. No, he's like, I think he's an ex, not an ex-football player, but he's really good. He knows what he's talking about. So his whole concept is that he's, he, he, it's just him on the show. He has no co-host, just him. So he does like a barbershop. People come in and sit in the chairs and he talks to them and he will spend 30 minutes on the phone with somebody just having a conversation with them. That's awesome. And I, I think that that, that concept of a show does well when i'm listening sunday morning if i'm going up to the store to get some food or the gas station i'll listen to him he's really good and he brings some really good topics i've actually thought about tweeting at him be like dude you should come talk to us sometime i think it'd be really I'll, good i'll have to check it out i never heard of it yeah he's the g bush's barbershop listen to it sometime but yeah, it's good so long story short the point i was trying to make yeah. there was just it, just because you're an ex-athlete a if you weren't very good i hate to say it but i'm not going to take what you have to say very literal yeah. like like, Gerard Cherry wasn't a good NFL player. He was a special teams player at best. I think career, he had, like, 50 tackles, not even. Um, but they talked – the way they would talk him up on the radio was if he was, you know, every year he was the Super Bowl MVP. He was, you know, player of the year, one of the greatest players of all time. Same thing with Dustin Fox. They're like, oh, Dustin, you played in the league, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, um, this guy fucking sucked. I don't. I don't want him to to talk shit about the Browns secondary because right. he was worse than all of them. Yeah. So it's just hard for me to relate to that. But again, I say that, and then the other side of the fence is the other options I have are guys that literally never played sports at all that are just trying to talk. Which you know, I never played professional sports, but I think I could talk about it. You know, among the best of them. That's Same what I'm saying. You. If, like, if you gave Ken Carmen just the entire show from 8 a.m. till 8 p.m., yeah, I could listen to that dude all day. Well, I'd be okay with these ex-pro athletes doing the shows, but if they did them and they didn't act as if they were superior, like the way Fox likes to like bring up, oh, when I was in Buffalo doing this, like you shouldn't talk about your pro career when it wasn't that good. Yeah, you should just act like a normal Joe, just act like a guy that talks sports. Stop trying to use right. your quote-unquote expertise because you were not good. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to take advice on how to how to save money. By a guy living in a trailer with no pennies, you know, two pennies to rub together. It's just you don't listen to people that aren't good at something, the topic. Right. So if, if Fox is a little more humble, same thing with Gerard Cherry, 
back when this was, I mean, years ago, this was back with like Johnny Manziel was still here. I used to listen to this Gerard Cherry guy and every day they would ask him, oh, when you were in New England, what was it like? And he's like, oh, the culture and this and that. And it's like, that's all well and good. You were on the team, but you were a bum. So stop acting like you were the fucking backbone of the team. And like, you're the reason, like you helped them win those Super Bowls. Like you didn't do shit. You sucked. And that's just why I hate. Was he on the team when they won a Super Bowl? He was on it for, I think he has at least one Super Bowl ring with them. But God, it'd be nice to be a bench one. I mean, again, yeah, he was a special teams player. He had like less than like 50 career tackles, and he played like five years, something like that. But he was drafted by this. I, I, I hate that I know all this, but it's because I listened to him for years. Um, he got drafted by the Saints, I believe, back when they had Mike Ditka as the head coach. And he and Ditka butted heads, and then he got released or traded, whatever. Long story short, ended up with the Patriots. But hey, so he was a fucking bum. But the way they talk about him on that show, because he was on that Patriots team, is if he's the fucking end-all, be-all of special teams players or you know NFL <laughs> players. And he was a fucking stiff. Because he has a ring. Yeah, basically. That's all that matters, I guess. Uh, next up, a couple quick topics. We got a little sidetrack there, but that's good. I love just flowing. Um, NCAA had a great weekend. Ohio State beat the fuck out of Maryland. They literally beat him so bad that a recruit uh, <laughs> reopened up his recruitment because he was signed to go to maryland and he was in the middle of the game was like you know what uh, i think it's best for my family that we look somewhere else i like the fact that ryan day fucked with them and i think and i can't prove it no one's proven it but they think that his timeouts and his how he did some of this stuff was just out of spite because of the fact that um fuck what's his name chase what? young yeah chase young came from maryland came from dc so he thinks that everything that started this whole Chase Young investigation came from, from Maryland. Well, it did. Did you see the story? I didn't read the whole story, no. So the, the rumor, at least, I don't know if it was confirmed or not, was that there was a player that used to be on Ohio State and knew of the situation with Chase Young. He then transferred to Maryland, and he's the one who told on Chase Young before the game. Wow. The week of the game. He ratted him out. And then, if you know the long story short, guys, the, 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 the gist of it is Chase Young... Uh, Borrowed money from a family friend so he could fly his then girlfriend. I don't know if they're still together, or whatever. Um, to the it's Rose irrelevant. Bowl, right? But f- yeah, he wanted to fly her to the Rose Bowl so she could watch him play in a bowl game. And he has already paid that loan back. I mean, to fly somebody out couldn't have been more than like a couple grand, whatever, yeah. not much. And he's already paid it back. And that was it. It was a family friend. He didn't get money from an agent, didn't get money from any outside fucking shady dealings. Family friend gave him money. He had his girlfriend fly to him to the game and he paid it back ncaa found out about that and at the time there were rumors that it could have been a four game suspension possibly i'm so glad it's only two you know and then yeah they came out today said it's only a two game suspension so he's missing they already missed the maryland game which we dominated and then rutgers this week who we will dominate again and he'll be back in time for penn state michigan and that's the only reason we need him we need him to stay healthy for those games stay healthy for the uh, playoffs and then win us a national championship and then go be the number one overall pick in the draft because there's a good chance he could be. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the fact that the story behind it, you know, Ryan Day. I'm starting to like Ryan Day more and more every I week. love him. I hate to say it. I was talking to a guy at work today about that too. Like, we look better with Ryan Day than we did with Urban Meyer. And Urban Meyer is one of the greatest coaches of all time. So that should tell you, that's just more, that's not a knock on Urban Meyer. That's praise to Ryan Day. Yeah, absolutely. With Urban Meyer, I loved the guy. But we always had those, um, I say we, but I'm not a diehard Buckeyes fan, but the Buckeyes always had one or two games a year where they were just a little stagnant. They would they would win, but barely against a team they should have dominated. Or they get beat by a team they should dominate. Like last year, Purdue. Uh, last year, fuck. 
was it Maryland? We beat by one in overtime yeah, last yeah. year. You're like, yeah, we barely beat Maryland this year. We beat them by like sixty. Yeah, because Ryan Day didn't take his fucking foot off the well, gas. That's the thing I love about Ryan Day. Prepared every week. He just, he just, he kept the the gas, get metal to the the pedal to the metal because I think he had a little spite in him with Maryland. I, I do too. And I think he did it on purpose. I think he ran that score up at the end of the half. He called the timeout to try to get another touchdown just because he can. Yeah, and that's great. It's fucking hilarious to me. I I, I use this quote a lot for other sports and I guess it fits for college football as well because even though they don't admit it I bet they get paid but what I was gonna what I like to say is if you get mad at a team for running up the score that team on offense is getting paid to do their job just like that defense is getting paid to do their job just because they can't stop them doesn't mean it's anything like a slap in the face or disrespectful well they're not getting paid though yeah that's what yeah. they want you to think that's yeah. why it's still fitting for college football trust me <laughs> But any any way you want to look at it, like well, I won't even say to... pay, but like it's it's our job on offense is yeah. to drive up drive the ball and score. Their job on defense is, is to stop, stop it, and it's vice versa. Right. If my team's on defense, it's our job to stop it. Just because we're better than the other person, it's, it, you're just doing your job. Well, there are multiple drives where they they laid themselves down to try to not score. Right, like they were trying to not Which, run the score up. First half, Ryan Day said, "Fuck it." He we're said, going. first half, we're doing all we can. Second half, we'll take the break, the, the foot off the gas." A little bit, but for that but there first were still, half, there like, were still plays though in the second half where he had the wide open. He could have ran it in, and he, yeah. he had the guy hit the ground. Yeah, you know, and, and they still scored two plays later. Yeah. But it's just the fact is, is that they weren't trying to do it. They were trying to not be those people, but they still still score what seventy some points. Yeah, something like that. It's it was crazy. it was crazy. Um, so yeah, Chase Young will be back for the important games, and we all look forward to that. Uh, LSU Alabama game. LSU Alabama was pretty cool. It was entertaining. Uh, LSU kind of dominated realistically um, for okay. most of the game. They let him back in at the end there, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was well over with, so I stopped looking at the score, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, it's a one possession game here. Um, so that was a good game, but Alabama, that loss might hurt them, but there's a chance they could still squeak their way into four, uh, which could be entertaining because as of right now, LSU is the number one ranked team in the college playoff bowl, uh, playoff poll. And it's still early. It doesn't matter what ranking right. is right now. But I'm saying, like, if it does somehow end one and two, one and four with those two, they could they could there could be a rematch, which would be very exciting for the playoffs. Um, but we'll worry about that when we get there. There's still plenty of plenty of college football to be played, just as there's plenty of NFL to be played. And really quick before we get into NFL, we like to try to talk a little bit of wrestling. And I did not watch it yet, but uh, CM motherfucking Punk, best in the world, is back. Sort of. He is doing a uh, reporter role, if you will, for a WWE show called what's it, Backstage or something like Backstage, that? Backstage, yeah. On Fox Sports or FS something, whatever the fuck channel it's on. Uh, but CM Punk is technically back in the WWE, albeit not in the ring yet. Knock on wood. That was me knocking. That wasn't me telling you that there's a curveball coming. Um, but so CM Punk is back, and I am very excited because I was not a CM Punk fan. Oh, I'm sorry. Here we go. Best in the fucking world, ladies and gentlemen. And I can't believe they played his music. Because WWE yeah. owns it. That's why. <laughs> I was so happy to hear this music hit. See, I didn't. I, I woke up to the news because I went to bed at like 11:30 yesterday, and uh, I woke up to check Twitter, and they were like, "CM Punk was on the show," and I was like, "Fuck!" Of 
course he was when I didn't watch it. So I love it because like Renee Young's out there. So in the ring, let me set the picture. I don't know if you saw the video yet, but you're not, you didn't watch it. So in the ring is Renee Young, who is like the host. So how is the show? They're, they're in a ring when they do it? I've yeah, so they, they just it. basically talk about all WWE. So okay. they get people together. So in the ring is is Renee Young, Paige. Is there like a set? Like they're sitting it's at like just, a table? It's just, a, it's just literally just a, a stage of... Um, it's like a ring, but it's like a stage ring. It's really weird. Okay. Um, so, but, okay, I got gotcha. you. So they're standing in the stage. Here, just watch it while I'm talking. So they're they're in the ring. They're talking. There's Renee Young. There's Adam Cole. Oh, that's, actually, that's cool looking. I like that. Yeah. Samoa Joe, Booker T. Okay. That's badass. I turned the volume on just so yeah. we could hear you. But yeah, yeah so, that looks cool. I like that. So they, they lead into it, and then, let's see here. Then we're on the eight. So she's like. She's like, I got a surprise, and then they hit his music, and everyone's like, "What the hell?" Yeah, you can't believe it. And it's funny because they they tried to give a reaction, and there he is. But you know, they knew he was there. Yeah, but so I mean, you have you have Adam Cole in there, which I I love Adam Cole, and you have you have Samoa Joe, and I think Booker T was in there too with Renee and Paige. Yeah. So they had this whole thing, but then as soon as he comes out, he says, "Yeah, you know, they try to change the whatever uh, the they try to change the question. I keep changing the culture." He goes, "I'll be back next week." And literally five minutes after he made an appearance, Seth Seth Rollins tweets him and says, "Fight me." I saw that. I saw WWE yeah. retweeted that. So hopefully, yeah. so it could be the start. Hopefully, of this something. is looming to him being back in the ring. Uh, I would love it because again, not like for I was nothing, saying, but Survivor Series is in Chicago. Is that coming up? Yeah, it's the next pay per view. Oh, okay. I yeah, mean, I'm not saying it could happen then. Right. Or no, no, just, he's probably not in a ring shape right now. I um, don't know. I mean, he's. But he, he does UFC train still, even yeah. though he's got awful at it. But that's that's. I think ideally it would be cool WWE. to see him come back. Would be like a Royal Rumble, you know, in January. I February. could see him being the thirtieth entrant. And, how and cool would that be? That you know, I would lose. My the roof shit. would fucking go off that place. It, it, wherever I'm watching it, the roof. And then might it sets explode. up for uh, Seth Rollins versus uh, CM Punk at Mania. That would be sweet. That's good but, writing. I like it. WWE won't do it though because they're idiots. Who knew? Five years ago, you thought this guy was never going to even step back. And, and that's what I was saying. I. When he was, I, I stopped watching wrestling after Stone Cold retired, um, and I followed it very, very loosely, <clears throat> and I use that term very loosely. Like I, I would watch like maybe once or twice a year, if that. That's how like rare I would watch it. Um, but I really didn't like CM Punk, and that's because I was, I was young and stupid, and I thought Straight Edge was fucking lame. So I was <laughs> like, that's uh, fuck that guy. I don't want some guy with a Pepsi <clears throat> tattoo. What the fuck? What a loser. Uh and overall, I just I didn't think it had the same vibe as when Stone Cold was wrestling, and just the Attitude Era in general. So I didn't like it. I didn't like the transition they were going in. So I really didn't watch a ton. I didn't like CM Punk. And then after he quit, I listened to his podcast he did, which cleared the air on everything. The or Cold at least, Cabana one. Yeah, at least it sort of cleared the air because you, you know there's two sides to every story, and we've never heard the WWE side to what he what he said. Um, but he, he painted a very vivid picture on what happened in his time in WWE, and it made you think, wow, WWE, they're a bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah. Like, they don't care about their employees. They only care about the, the show, which I could kind of understand from a business standpoint. But, um, but yeah, so I, I never liked CM Punk. Then I finally heard his, his podcast, and I heard him explain why he quit and why what happened. And I said, okay, I have the WWE Network. I'm going to go back and rewatch some of his shit. For $9.99 a month, yes. I think I had a free trial at the time. Oh, okay, I, cool. I stopped paying for that shit a long time <laughs> ago. Um but anyway, so I watched I watched his like documentary show that they had on there. I watched a bunch of his old matches. I YouTubed things that weren't on the network, and I was like, "Holy shit, this guy was actually awesome! Like yeah. he's great on the mic, very good in the ring." I was like, "He's like a sober Stone Cold kind of." He hated management. He talked shit to everybody. 
You know, he was just cool. I, I liked him. In his last four years, when they kind of opened up creativity with him and kind of let him do, the best storyline to date that I've seen is the storyline of him and John Cena. When and I don't mean to get into detail of wrestling, but yeah, see that I'm not familiar with. So, so you... the storyline was when he was wrestling in Chicago, Money in the Bank, and it was him versus John Cena, and, and he swore up and down if he had his contract was expiring, he wasn't coming back. He was going to wrestle John Cena, and if he won, he's taking the belt and going home, and he's not coming back. Like that was the thing because everyone knew his contract that was out there. Like, and if he lost, he was also going to yeah, quit. So basically, matter. it was, was a, done anyway. CM Punk's leaving after so, this match, but it was in Chicago. So like the build up, the storyline—that's yeah. the the famous pipe bomb. Mm-hmm. That's that's where he dropped it. Was you know he said this is that's what started the whole storyline. That was he, awesome. By he the called way. out Vince. He called out everybody. Bomb, look it up on YouTube, people. CM so Punk pipe bomb. Every awesome. episode of Raw and SmackDown up until then, he kept on re- referring to that the the ice cream bars. He wants this. He wants this. And he and he would say, oh yeah, they offered me this contract. I said no. They offered me this contract. I said no. So the night he wrestled Money in the Bank, he won the belt. He literally took the belt. He walked through the crowd and walked right out. And then the next picture you see online is of the of the belt sitting in his refrigerator in Chicago, <laughs> sitting in the fridge, just chilling there. And he didn't come back to TV for like a month and a half. That's kind of clever. So it was a well Did they vacate his title at all? No, they yeah, basically they tried to almost, and he came back and reclaimed. Whatever. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. But that's a storyline. It's like they wrote this so perfectly. Um, that you were just in, you were in it, you know. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Fuck this guy, not this guy. Be fuck management. Yeah, this guy rules the world, you know. Yeah, I hate to say it, but right now the WWE writing is is fucking very very stale, and I hate most of the shit they're oh, doing. Is. I don't care. I won't go into too much detail about wrestling because we're we're a little later than normal, but I don't care about Kane Velasquez fighting Brock Lesnar. Money grabs. I don't care about Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar should be fighting for the championship every fucking week. That's good wrestling. That's going to get the fans to watch. Maybe I'm just biased because he's one of my favorites, but Braun Strowman, the fact that he hasn't held a championship belt yet, uh, the world, the heavyweight champion, or like the world championship belt, whatever, whatever the fuck it's called nowadays, um, that he hasn't held one of them is insane to me. It's It shows the stupidity of the WWE they keep just throwing it on Brock Lesnar, and the fans are fucking more than sick of it. At least I am, and that's caused me to really not give a fuck about wrestling, and I stopped watching. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Every time I watch it, it's Brock Lesnar comes out and talks. He's gonna fight at a pay per view. You know, I don't watch pay per views because you know he's gonna win. And then I like Seth Rollins, but he's another one that they keep giving the belt to, which is fine. But the storyline just don't go anywhere with him. Like I'll watch. I mean, and we'll get off this topic, but I'll watch. I'll watch Survivor Series because they've infused the NXT. Yeah, that's um, cool. I like um, that invasion. And NXT has a lot of good wrestlers on it, big time. Um, and I want to see. I want to see Future some of those. Is bright. I want to see some of those people go against some of the established talent in you know main roster. Of course. Um, but real quick on CM Punk before I end it, um, if you want to watch a really good match, one of the most underrated matches that I think is probably the best match I've ever seen wrestle is him versus Undertaker. Uh, CM Punk versus Undertaker WrestleMania probably. F- seven years eight years ago mm. that was one of the best matches i've seen just mm. those two in the ring together if you want to watch it watch it because it's really good no one really talks about it because they never give punk the the respect you need but he punk carried taker as I'll much as that he out. Carried, as, as much as taker carried punk but those two blended so well in the ring together let's check um, it out you gotta check it out sometimes really cool all right with that being said that was cool to talk a little wrestling a little curveball there for you oh, i'm sorry a little curveball because uh <laughs> If we're, is it one knock for fastball and two knocks for curveball? Nothing for for uh, fast fastball or you know a pitch with a little velocity, I should say, because oh. it, it could be you know a cutter fastball, 
two seam. I don't think they knock at all if it's if it's fast. And it's just if it's a breaking pitch or off speed pitch, they knocked. I believe ah, that's how they did it. I think. I see. So they're not always knocking. They're so just, it's just yeah. It's here. It. Look out for an off speed and nothing. It's okay. This one's gonna be a little faster. Which gotcha. is as a major league baseball player, that's a huge advantage that's all you to know, know at least to sit back on a ball the velocity yeah. on it uh, somewhat. So yeah. With that being said, I love talking wrestling. That was fun. Let's get into week eleven. Um, Where's this season going, man? It's well for the Browns, it's going right in the toilet. For everybody else, <laughs> it's going forward. Um, so yeah, we'll get into it really quick. I already made my picks because I wanted, I didn't want Kyle to have to pick against what I'm saying to try to gain some ground because unfortunately for Kyle, it's not over it's, yet. I'm just giving the score. I am up seventy-five to sixty-eight. We had a really fucking terrible week last week. We both only got. Three games right. I could have made so much ground up last week. You could have, but I mean, it was just a tough week. We fucked up bad. Um, Yeah, so I made all my picks already, so Kyle can just pick with just using his heart instead of, or I'm sorry, with using his yeah, uh, using his heart instead of trying to like be clever. Heart on. So we will get right into that because again, we've gone a little over than normal, and I don't want to bore everybody and have you guys be like, "What the fuck? This episode's an hour and a half." so hopefully we've kept you entertained here until the bitter end. Are you not entertained? So we'll start off, unfortunately, shit show of the week. Steelers at Browns, Thursday night football, tomorrow night. I'm actually kind of excited for this game, but I'll let Kyle make his pick before I tell you what I think is going to happen. Guaranteeing it. Pittsburgh Browns, it Browns win. <laughs> going Browns. All right. Fuck Pittsburgh. Once you go Brown, you always stay down. Uh, I took Pittsburgh. Uh, I just think their defense is too good. I don't trust this Browns offense still. They looked very, very bad against the Bills, who the Bills, again, have a very good defense. They're playing way above where anyone thought they would, but I just think that the the Browns are due, unless they've turned a corner, and I don't realize it, I think Baker's due for a shit game the they, way he's they been did. playing They did. They took that dead man's curve bone in Cleveland pretty well. They're good to go. Yeah, we'll see. So I went with Pittsburgh. I think it's going to be... I want to think it's going to be a close game, but I could see it getting out of hand early because just the way we've played on, on not not to claim that because it's a national televised under the lights kind of game that we're going to play bad, but we've really played like shit in most of those games. Ah, that's all right. I'm going, I'm going the Browns. <laughs> I, I, I I guess we did not in most of them. I mean, I guess the Rams we turned it over a few too many times and we lost. Yeah, the Rams we played well. We, we played, played them well, but the Rams are also a bad team. Let's be honest. The Rams literally just got their ass kicked by the Steelers the other day. The Steelers have a good defense. You can't hate that. But I mean, and if they were able to shut down the Super Bowl runner-ups, yeah, offense, well, their offense isn't what it used to and be. They sh- the Cooper Cup had zero catches. He was on pace to be to. Yeah, but Goff wasn't doing shit. That's what I'm um, saying. Yeah. I Goff. I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl, so you would almost think he's a better quarterback than Baker. Yeah, well, especially the way they are right now. Baker's playing like shit. I'm just. I just, love your negativity. It's okay. We're gonna I, go just, with it. We're going with the Browns. You know what? So far, when I pick against the Browns, we win. So you're sticking with that it. theory? So I'm okay. sticking with okay. it. Because right. two out of our three wins, I picked against the Browns. I think I picked Baltimore, and I think I... I Took Buffalo, I, too. And I, Yeah, so yeah, two out of the three. Yep. So now, let's there see if go. that train keeps rolling, we'll and see. Kyle might gain another game. We'll yes. see. Uh, but I went with Pittsburgh. Uh, game number two, we have Cowboys at Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions are still... They're not positive if Matt Stafford will be back, because he does apparently... Have broken bones in his back. I feel like yeah, he has a broken like. Uh, that's gonna be tough to come back from after one week's rest. Just but, throw some dirt on it. Just shove some HGH you know, in your arm. You're good to go. Man. That's what Matt Patricia's gonna tell him to um, do. Uh, I'm going Cowboys in this one. Uh, I did as well. I just I, I Cowboys been playing like shit too. 
Cowboys do not play well against good teams, but my only thing is, again, I'm, I'm assuming Matt Stafford won't be out there. And that's what cost me last week. I jokingly texted you that, but remember I said, can I change my Detroit pick when yeah. I found out Matt Stafford yeah. wasn't playing? No Becky out. And it would have worked because I was right. But um, So, yeah, I took Dallas as well. Dallas doesn't play well against good teams. I mean, they played pretty well against Minnesota last week, but it wasn't enough. They still lost. I had yeah. that game on lock. I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, so, again, Detroit isn't – a bad team, but without Matt Stafford, I just I'm gonna give the edge to Dallas. No, I mean both these teams aren't playing great right now. I mean the Cowboys fucking got their asses handed to them um, last week. They played like shit. Fucking Zeke Elliott couldn't do anything. It's Minnesota's defense, man. They're tough. Uh, next game we have Jaguars at Colts. This is the battle of the returning quarterbacks. We have Nick Foles back to start, and we have Jacoby Brissett presumably starting as long as there's no setbacks and warmups. But he is. Uh, Supposedly, he'll be back. Flip. I can't believe they lost to Miami last week. Man. But that's Brian Hoyer. That guy fucking sucks. I've been shouting from the rooftops since he was Gosh. a Cleveland Brown. Everybody bought into Brian Hoyer, and that guy fucking sucked. Even his Mr. Hero commercials sucked dick. Fuck you, Brian Hoyer. Hugh Jackson's ones were better, so it's okay. They really were. They made me uh, want to go there. I'm going Colts on this one. Uh, I, it, my heart wants to go with Jacksonville. I think Nick Foles can come and do some really good things, but I'm, I'm going to go with the home team here. I think uh, if Jacoby Brissett's back, I think they win the game. Uh, I went with Jacksonville. I uh, Adam Vinatieri missed the potential game-winning field goal against the Steelers the other day. He or a couple weeks ago, he's been very shaky. I think that Jacoby Brissett's not going to be 100%. They're still without T.Y. Hilton. I just think the injuries are starting to pile up for the Colts, and I don't think they're a good enough team to overcome it as they were doing in the beginning of the season. Yeah, but Jacksonville's not a defense that you know it's like locked down anymore. Yeah, Jacksonville's decent. But I think that the return of a healthy Nick Foles will kind of spark them a little bit. And they're coming off a bye week, which will, you know, they're a little more rested than the Colts who just, like we said, lost to the Dolphins last week. So I am going with Jacksonville on this one. So, Kyle, this could be an interesting, this could make or break your year here, possibly. And we're only three picks in. Let's see what else you come up with. Well, these next couple ones coming up are pretty much no-brainers. We have the Buffalo Bills against the red-hot Miami Dolphins. 2-0 2-0 and in their last two games. I feel like you're using red hot in the wrong context. Hey, they're, they've won two in a row. Can the Browns say that? Actually, yeah, we did win two yeah, in a row. Yeah, we did. Return- <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a no-brainer. I'm going Bills in this one. I did as well. I think so the Bills come one. back from come back to uh, the reality a little bit and realize they need to play a little better. But- yeah, I think the Bills are going to play angry, and it's <clears throat> yeah. not going to go well for the Dolphins. Yeah. Next game, we have Broncos at Vikings. Yeah, uh, there's no – you even talked about this. Yeah. Vikings. I'm going Minnesota as well. That's a pretty easy pick I, mean, I think that team is going to be a nice deep run in the playoffs. This game could potentially be a real, real good one. Uh, Saints and Buccaneers, last time they met early in the season, that was a fucking shootout. Uh, both offenses went crazy. The Saints actually fell short. Um, Drew Brees is back. They just lost last week, though. The Saints did to the Falcons, surprisingly. Um, I think they bounce back. I'm sorry to spoil my pick. I forgot. It's okay. I'm going, I, 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 I'm going. I was going Saints too, anyways. Okay. Um, I don't think they lose this game. I don't think they. I, uh, I think they bounce back. Yeah, after losing, after to, the after losing to the Falcons, that was embarrassing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this no, is your shit game of the week. That if you told Stevie Wonder he could regain his sight for three hours, but it's only to watch I the Jets Redskins game, not watch. he would say, no, thank you. I will stick with being blind. Redskins are a 1.5 favorite, which is nothing. Usually if the two teams are shit, it's three points for the home team. Yeah. These teams are both so, so bad, bad. They're only giving the Redskins <laughs> one and a half. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but however, <laughs> I, I no, I can't even pick them. I'm going Jets on this one. I did as well. And this was tough. This was like, this was like if uh, you were Superman 
two planes were about to collide. You had to save one. One's the Steelers team plane. One is the Ravens team plane. How do you pick which one? That's kind of what it was like. You pop this. the you pop the popcorn and watch them both collide. That's what I think. I think you just sit back and enjoy the show. But that's just me. Uh, then we have the Falcons, who again surprisingly put up a fucking clinic against the Carolina Panthers with potential MVP Christian McCaffrey. Dude's playing off his mind this year. He really is. Um, yeah, this was pretty easy pick. I'm going Panthers on this one. Ooh, I'm going Falcons. I think they keep rolling this hot no, train. There's no way that they do that. I think that uh, I think I think Matt Ryan got healthy after the bye week and taking that week yeah. off when he was hurt, and I think he's they're just gonna sling it. And I I don't know I have like a weird feeling. I went with uh, this oops, could I this could for you. this could be Probably a make or break right. week here for for me here. It's gonna be it's gonna be different. This one's nice. That's why I like picking separate like this because it's you know it, you don't think it's just yeah. you go with your gut. Uh, this one truly should be the game of the week. How it didn't get flexed to Sunday night or even the Monday night game if they were able to do that. Or the four o'clock primetime game. Well, clearly the barn burner is on Sunday night. What are you talking about? Right. Uh, Texans Ravens. Fucking amazing game. Truthfully, like I really hope this game's on TV here in Cleveland. I would love to watch it. Uh, this one's hard for me. I was I, I first was leaning Texans because I fucking hate Baltimore, but then I'm sitting there thinking that you know Baltimore is on such a fucking streak right now. Um, I'm still thinking about it. I'm, I'm going to go Baltimore. Why not? I'm going to let's go with them. They're they're on a streak. He's playing well, and I'll, I'll put my put my uh, my uh, my pick in with. Them. We differ again. I went Houston. Of course, I went Houston. Because, I can make uh, up so many games this week. They're coming off a bye, and I just think that Baltimore is Baltimore. Truthfully, they 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 play really well, and then they also are known for having a couple clunker games, like against the Browns. Did the Browns really play that well, or were the Ravens just having an off day kind of thing? So they've had a couple clunker games, and I'm going to guess that this is another one of them. I think that their last two weeks, I think they kind of took took the Bengals a little light last week, which I don't blame them because the Bengals are terrible. And I kind of feel like they might be riding a little bit of a high to where they're not as focused. And again, the Texans are coming off a bye week, so they've had two weeks to prepare for this game. Uh, Deshaun Watson's been playing out of his mind. Their offense is fucking clicking. Defense, they are without J.J. Watt still. He's done for the year and all that shit. But uh, I don't know. Got a weird feeling. Going with Houston, you are going with Baltimore. Yeah. Let me jot that down. Big swings happening on this this week. Uh, Niners, Cardinals. I kind of feel like I could just write uh, yeah, this just one down. Niners. San Fran. Uh, that defense is same. Same legit with the next game too for the Niners. Oakland Bengals. You're going with Oakland. Yeah. As did I. Two biggest point spreads right there. Eleven and a half for San Francisco. Ten and a half for the Raiders. Yeah, actually true. Now we have the Patriots and the Eagles both coming off a of bye week. Yeah, I think the Patriots are going to take this. I think they're still a little burnt by losing to Baltimore, but I think they come out win this game pretty I agree. Pretty I think handily. this is uh, revenge for the Patriots from the Super Bowl. And I know the, the, the Eagles just had a bye week, but Patriots did too. Patriots are way healthier than the Eagles. Eagles have, like, no wide receivers right now. Uh, so I went with New England as well. Uh, the Sunday night game, uh, I could give a fuck less about if I'm being honest, except for Cooper Cup and his fantasy implications for my team. Other than that, this this team or this game kind of blows dick. Yeah, I'm so, going. I'm going Rams on this one. I did as well. I can't I pick Chicago. I can't. I can't. I just can't. Especially I on the road, them. that's a long way to travel for them. That and Mitch Trubisky can't find his fucking hole from hole in the head in the walls. Hey, he looked, he looked good last week. <sighs> but uh, but yeah, he's very fluky. And then we have Monday night last game. We will pick here: Chiefs and Chargers. What's up with the Chiefs lately, man? Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> he was hurt. <laughs> I know, but I mean, he even came back last week, and he's still. I, I still I know don't he think had... he's fully 100. And, the, and their defense has always been shitty. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs. 
I, I am too. I think another week of Patrick Mahomes being able to heal up that knee, I think he'll be back to his old ways. I think the Chargers, I mean, they're such a weird fucking team, the Chargers, but I went with the Chiefs as well. The shot the the uh, shot put throwing uh, Philip Rivers. Phillip Rivers. Looks like he's throwing a cannonball every time. Um, yeah, so that's it, guys. We went a little bit longer than normal, and I am more than okay with that because, again, it's my show, our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want. And that's the beauty of doing a podcast. We didn't so have we to are, cut the commercial. We really should get Yeah, on. not yet. Uh, hopefully soon. But, uh, but, yeah, that's all I got. You got anything, Kyle? Yeah, for those who thought that I was going to do the hot sauce challenge tonight, you can eat a dick. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. No, we are working on it's that. It's coming. Our, our main thing right now is we want to make sure we get it on a proper video format. And we had some issues looking into Twitch. Not really issues. It's just it wasn't as simple as we thought it would be. So we are figuring out all of the technical issues. And uh, once we get all that situated... Trust me, and I mean trust me. I will alert the masses. Everyone's gonna know. I am gonna. I am gonna send out emails. I'm gonna rent a plane that has a banner that says Kyle's about to eat the hot sauce. I'm gonna send out smoke signals for my Native American friends. Uh, Pony Express. I'm gonna do it all. Uh, everyone's gonna know. I'm gonna shout it from the rooftops. Cut, when like, Kyle does this. I can't wait. On, on TV, get a commercial spot. Let people know about it. Yeah, I actually, I was actually talking to Baker Mayfield, and since he's got nothing but time, we're gonna film a quick nationwide commercial or whatever the fuck company he works for. Progressive. Yeah, whatever. It's all the same. And uh, yeah, well, I'm talking with him about having him in the video too, because you know he's obviously not studying playbooks or worrying about getting better at football. He's more worried about being on TV. So perfect platform for us have baker mayfield on the commercial <laughs> just standing next like to you it. as you're crying as eating hot crying. sauce it'll yeah. be like that south park episode with scott tetterman and radiohead he's just gonna be like what a fucking baby this guy's just crying and he's, Kyle's talk- like, oh, he's just talking shit to me as i'm the, doing it it's the scovilles in the hot sauce <laughs> mr mayfield it's the scovilles <laughs> but it's like a million scovilles baker I think it's going to be funny to me when you eat the hot sauce. We've made a point of saying that. Thank right, you. Right, but I, let me finish. It, I think it's going to be funny that you're going to be, A, crying because you're going to be in so much pain. And then I uh, – truthfully, this is how I am as a person. I look forward to when you text me the next day and tell me about how much it burned when you shit it out. <laughs> that's that's literally going to be the icing on the cake. That's the, the, the big finale for me is when you're like, oh, my God, my asshole's on fire. Yeah, I'm just going to poop out fire literally the next two days. what I expect. The hot sauce has been chosen, so we'll let people know that. It's going to look like Godzilla's mouth when you're taking a shit. You're just going to be destroying everything in your path with radiation fire. Well, we're doing it over here, so we got to... You're not shitting here. You're not not moving in. You're eating hot sauce. (laughs) I'm going to be shitting here, too. It's coming out that quick. You can go stay at a hotel and put it on the show's tab. How's that sound? Oh, good time. Right, but yeah, but, uh, that's, that's coming Yeah, so soon. that's coming up soon. Yeah, and, and we'll, once we have everything, all the details figured out, Kyle does have the hot sauce in his possession. Um, it's it's ready to go, and I, I don't even want to smell it because it's going to be like fucking. You're going to have to smell. You smell a little like, bit before I like do Like the it. smelling salts. It's going to clear me up, wake me up. I'll never have a concussion again. I'm going to give some to uh, your wife so in the, while you're sleeping, she can sneak a little bit in your mouth. Well, then we'll get divorced quicker than a Kardashian <laughs> if she did that. So. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode, everybody. Thank you guys for listening. I loved this episode. I had a great time. Uh, I got a lot of good feedback from last week's episode. And it's funny because I'll end with a little quick story here. Uh, like last week's episode wasn't like anything special to me. Like I just thought like we just sat down and did a show and we covered everything we wanted to talk about and it was just flowing and great. And I heard from a few people that said that it was actually like probably our best episode and they loved some of the jokes we had and like all that shit's off the cuff. I don't want to brag too much, but that's just natural. So if you guys like that, imagine when we actually get even better at this, you know? Seems like we're getting better every week with it. It's crazy. Possibly. Those classes, are, those classes we're taking are really paying off. Yeah, we're thinking about changing the name of the show to 
opposite of the Browns because we get better every week and they don't. Very so true. as of right now, we're, we're going up. We are the championship podcast. <laughs> so yeah, thanks everybody. We'll talk to you again, uh, hopefully next week. Later.